if you're the kind of dad who drafts you on your fantasy football team, then this is the podcast for you. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. We are not only the podcast that celebrates suburban dad life, but we are the fastest growing dad-themed podcast in all of humanity. Maybe even in all of the universe. We don't know. There's data being supplied. Along with Coach Randy, my name is Adam D. It is the middle of October. The temperature is in the 40s, and we're still wearing shorts. Coach, great to see you for our week Seven episodes, season four. Well, welcome back to the den. As you know, this is the highlight, if you think about this, the highlight of my week, which <laughs> some could say, wow, this is your highlight. But I'm thinking, no, this is a highlight of my week where you're back with Bone Daddy looking yes, back down on us in the den. Welcome here. Another great week, isn't it? We're on week seven. Week seven, uh, our guest today, it's it's all about football and sports. It's Thad Brown. He is the sports director on WROC-TV, the CBS affiliate in Rochester, New York. Thad covers all kinds of sports, but we're going to be talking about the NFL. He covers the Bills. The Bills have been an interesting story. Yes. Not only are they one of the most improved teams on the field, but they've been sort of taking their knocks as far as the schedule goes. They've been playing a lot of teams that have been affected by COVID. Yeah. So sometimes they don't know when they're playing. They don't know who they're playing. And Thad's going to get into that in just a bit. That's Thad Brown from WROC-TV in Rochester. And yet, once again, another guest that you've brought out out of your past, uh, which is amazing because i got to tell you, if you didn't have such a past, I think we'd have no guests on this show. We would probably have a five-minute show where it's just <laughs> you, and, you and I talking about wearing shorts in the cold yes. weather. Uh, although, uh, I look forward to Thad, what Thad has to say. I think uh, I'm hoping to get some dirt a little bit of dirt probably on because on, 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 we've had other guests from Hofstra, but I think this one, because this is in your realm of uh, yeah. of sports, I'm looking forward to talking well, to Well, Thad and I were broadcast partners yes. in college. We were uh, the play-by-play and color man, respectively, on 88.7 FM WRHU, which, by the way... WRHU! US, <laughs> not Howard Stern. U.S. <laughs> News and World Report voted it the number one college radio station in all the land. So when was this happen? When did you get that? I the last one I saw was like two or three years ago, but still. Oh, so not because you were not because of your oh, involvement. Oh no 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 no. <laughs> well, I don't know if U.S. News and World Report was rating college radio stations <laughs> when I was there. Yes, but, but if they did, hey, I I would have been a player that was standing in the background that was uh, patting myself on the back while others probably did did a lot more. So we're going to learn quite a bit about Thad now and also. What it's like being a, a sportscaster in the era of I can't, of I can't COVID. fathom what it's like. It's got to be so it's weird, and especially football. I mean, they, football and football fans, I think they're determined to play. They don't care about... Yep. Ain't no disease stopping us playing football, right? Well, that, that's your livelihood, and I'm sure the NFL has a lot to lose if they decide to cancel the season. So. Yes, and uh, which is amazing. Uh, but I look forward to hearing what it's like having to be around old sweaty guys. <laughs> <laughs> Running at each other at a million miles yes. an hour. You know who always scores a touchdown, a field goal, and a home run all in one shot? Usually it's someone we know very well. Usually it's our sponsor, Becky, Becky Berman. BermanCS.com. That's the website you want to go to for all of your graphic design, marketing, and web marketing needs. That's Becky Berman. On social media, it's at Berman Branding. Again, it's at Berman Branding. She not only showcases the kinds of materials that you can take advantage of through her services, but she also provides some advice on how to market. Uh, yes, 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 uh, bourboncs.com, and she's not just a sponsor of our show, she is my marketing director. I saw the work that she was doing, <laughs> right? it's really incredible, maybe we'll talk about that a little later on in the show. So I'm not just uh, receiving sponsorship, I'm actually, actually I'm actually pay paying her to sponsor us, so somehow huh. I'm paying for us to sponsor us. So nobody's us. making money out of this thing. <laughs> maybe she is. Worth every penny, yep. worth every penny. Well, we're on social media too, and on most of the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, <laughs> at Bad to the Dad. At Bad to the Dad is our handle, and of course, uh, the old fashioned way. It's so funny, I'm saying the old fashioned way. way. To market yourself is a website, yes. www.badtothedad.com, where you can get information about guests and shows, past, present, and future. You can also reach out to us via email. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Contact us at badtothedad.com if you have a show idea. 
If you have a guest idea, or if you'd like to be a sponsor like Becky Berman, join the bandwagon, 15 bucks an episode, contact us at badtothedad.com. You won't regret it, because we are going to over-promote the hell out and, of it. And i got to tell you, uh, the emails we're getting and the direct messages we're getting from people, overwhelming. Overwhelmingly overwhelming. sound of crickets? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> at least we're honest with the people. Yes, honest with the people, but we, we're, we're, we're nearing 1,000 listeners. Uh, each each week. I mean, we have yeah. more than a thousand listeners. I mean, we, Download, downloads, I, I've downloads. Seen, yeah, downloads. I've seen the stats. You know, yeah. downloads. So that's that's big. Uh, but we're hitting up. We're getting near the forty thousand total. I, I forty thousand you know, total. Heart's skipping a beat. It's starting to get serious. Right. It's serious. In season four. I mean, season four, and you know, we've only been doing this for two years, and we take our breaks. Uh, oh, we yeah. Have, we're gonna have a break coming up we're, too. We have a break you know, around Thanksgiving. Up, but the truth is that uh, who would have thunk? Two random guys, two random dads who have a passion for being dads who. For years, talked about we got to do something, yeah. to doing something, coming on air, live pot, well, live for us, of course, recorded for our listeners, and now we're almost at forty thousand people. I think that's an incredible story of podcast. So Adam D, as always, it's a pleasure to be here on this week with Thad. We're, we're calling this week what? Too many dads on the field. Too right? many dads on the field. <laughs> <laughs> I think we had three ideas, yes. and I had to remember which one we chose. Yes. Too many dads. On Too the many field, dads on the field. Appropriate for football. So, as you know, Coach. Yes. Everything is out of order with COVID going on. So usually when the school year starts, yes, 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 you, with you. take your kids to a well visit, right? They have a physical yes, to see okay. how they're doing, I'm and falling. then they go to school. Mm-hmm. We've been at school now for about four or five weeks, right? At least in our district. Mm-hmm. And now we're taking our kids to their well visits. Yes. <laughs> so we took our son, Aiden. He, he just turned 12 at the beginning of September. Mazel tov. Oh, thank you very much. And by the way, happy birthday, happy belated uh, birthday to you. We forgot uh, to mention it yeah. last week. That, was, that, wasn't on, that was pretty much on purpose. That was all right. But it was. It was a special for birthday. So, it was, so uh, you, you purposely shifted the conversation so we wouldn't talk uh, about partly, it. Partly, but you know, I've been blessed. And it was uh, actually probably the best birthday I've ever had. Really? Uh, it, it's kind of crazy because I schedule it in a way where I didn't have anything to do. How do you schedule your birthday? <laughs> well, it, See, it, it happened to be on a Wednesday, uh, okay. right? And so I teach my, uh, you know, I'm a college professor, so my classes are on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And so Wednesday, I kind of just knew it was coming up, and I just had just a chill day. And because the girls were home, I was able to hang out with them, go outside. Nice. We spent we spent time out in the back. It was a nice day. We... Uh, uh, we went, uh, we played softball in the back, which... Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> which, of course, not a surprise. And then we went to... Wait, waiting for the softball reference you know, in the And show. then uh, we went to, we have a restaurant in town called The Appian Way. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bobby at The Appian Way, I'll give him a shout out to, to him, Bobby, uh, at The Appian Way over here in Orange. And it was just a really nice, stressless day. Nice. So... I have to tell you, Bobby, about The Appian Way. Yes. Love him, loves, love the customer service. Yes, yes. Touchy feely guy. Yes. Which is interesting I, in the time. He of was COVID. waiting for me in the parking lot when yeah. I showed up. He knew I was going to be there. When I had dinner with you yes. and your lovely wife, yeah. not too long ago, mm-hmm. I got no touch. You got no touch. I got no, at least something on the shoulder. Well, a handshake with the double clasp. Absolutely. Nice. I, got, well, I got nothing. It could be me. Uh, it might be, or maybe, I don't know. There's just. Uh, I noticed he handed the bill to me, too. You know, uh, he did, but then I, had, I ended up taking it because I it was. Think he was assuming that perhaps, you know. <laughs> He, maybe he thought you were the oldest one and the elder. <laughs> All right. So for a guy who doesn't want to talk about his birthday, we yes. just spent a lot of time talking about his birthday. So let me get back to my story. Yeah, now. sorry. My apologies. <laughs> so we, so Let's we talk take, about your story. What yeah. do you think about me and my, uh, my birthday? I think you had one. <laughs> and you like to talk about it. So we, uh, we took Aiden to his, his physical. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter who you are. Yes. Whether you're uh, a young adult, whether you're an older adult, whether you're um, a, a prepubescent kid. You have to fill out all of these questionnaires, all this paperwork before you go into your appointment. And a lot of these questions are about depression, right? They want to see how you're feeling mentally before they well, take because you in. They, because they know history and data, whatever's yep. proven that these are times are tough, So, and especially now. So, so my son, 12 yeah. years old, had to answer this independently. And let me tell you about the context of a 12-year-old boy. Okay. In their universe, granted there's no other mental health issues or behavioral issues, their world is Madden, dude perfect, yes. and playing like kickball out in, in the in the parking lot in our development. Okay. That's that's his universe. Those, right are now. Three, those are three priorities right there. Yes. Get through the school day, right? From <laughs> yep. eight o'clock to noon. All right, let me get through that. I'll mm-hmm. do my homework and then let me do all the extracurricular activities. That is what is important to him right now. Yeah. So he gets this questionnaire that asks questions like, Are you feeling more tired than usual? <laughs> oh boy, yeah. 
So now I've got my 12-year-old kid answering questions like that. Yes, because he is. We're, we're, he's feels tired because he's up till midnight playing Madden. Yes. Not because he's depressed yes, he's and has tired. been sleeping through the day. Yes, yes, yes. And so we have okay. to coach him on how to answer this. Don't answer it like you're sleeping more because you're sad. Answer it because you're, you're doing things you shouldn't be so doing after 10.30 at night. He's not really feeling this out independently is what you're saying. Well, listen, I, I don't want false positives. <laughs> To be delivered like, to the doctor. As if it was a oh, look, looks, looks like looks like you're really exhausted, Aiden. <laughs> and then on the other side, it's have you been drinking more alcohol than you normally do? Wow, <laughs> my daddy likes to give me a sip of his Bud Light, and every once in a while, I take a sip of mommy's mommy juice, which is actually red wine. <laughs> Don't put that down, right? Because then next you know, next thing you know, child services is is ringing our. So uh, this how, this we, is the world that we yeah, live we in. We know how much Michelle like we know how, how much uh, Michelle likes the Trulies. So <laughs> <laughs> what do we go through all those OBS? It, it's a fad. It's, yes. I think like it's Bartles and James. It is just lemonade. Like well, <laughs> I am drinking some of that little lemonade. <laughs> Quote unquote. Yes. So yes, I'm going to check that off. I'm drinking more alcohol. Yeah. So you know, of course, the doctor looks at the at the form, turns it over, and you get one of the huh, 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 and then. Of course, you have to interject, you know, yes. provide the color commentary. You know, he's not depressed. He's just staying up late and, we're just, and we're sneaking just, a sip of exactly. Bud Light. We're, we're, we're just Jewish. We do it on the weekends for Shabbat. That's where we have it's the a, wine. We say it's a mitzvah. It's a religious it's a observance. Yes. Fortunately, our doctor is all aware of those customs. Yes. So, so that was my week. Oh, my God. That's hysterical. Adam D. That is so funny. Uh, again, softball. What? <laughs> we had more softball. More softball? I think, I think Jessa... Uh, is uh, she's become passive aggressive about about softball? Any mention of it, even sneezing at it. I had a terrible situation uh, where because of the way the weather was, we, there were two games scheduled for one night, and I coached both teams. Of course you did. Uh, so we had a twelve u to fourteen u game, and I had to decide which game I was going to coach. So imagine having to make that choice because, in my mind. I know we're losing both games, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't matter if you're there. So or not. it doesn't matter if I'm there or not. Uh, King Solomon. Right uh, I, I know it's going to happen. The girls are actually. I mean, I got 17 kids on a roster with 12 U. All 17 kids show up. Yeah. You know, and so it's hard getting them in. I, Would you wish that some did not? Well, not not that I did some did not. It's just so much easier to get 15, yeah, 13 kids 12. in. Mm-hmm. You know, but 17 is we're trying to build up a roster because I want kids to play, and so mm-hmm. the whole idea is that this gets. And I know for a fact. Kids love the sport. Yep. And I know it's because we're doing it, but it's hard to get in. And I literally spend hours going over every inning of what's going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the other team, I have 14 kids in the roster. And I think only two couldn't make it for some reason. So it was a little bit easier game to coach. Uh, but that was a more winnable game. Mm. I will, the 14U was a more winnable game than my 12U. And I vacillated back and forth. And I hate losing more than I love winning. Uh, but I did. I chose... Uh, which 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 team do you think I chose to coach? Oh, the, the team where you felt like you had the better chance to win, right? Yeah, so that's exactly what yeah. I went with, knowing full well. So now that, the other kid knows who's the favorite. Well, so I had to go in and speak to my to to Bree and kind of give her the story. And she now Bree is just you met her. She's like, yeah, okay, Dad, you know, it's no problem. I get it, you know. But just ask, just ask Michaela one more time. It's okay. And so then I go back to Michaela, and then Michaela's like. Ugh. And Michaela's the older one. The older one. And she's like, well, okay, fine. Then we'll just go to Breeze because I want to breathe upset, angry. And so now I'm back and forth. Uh, but amazingly enough, so I go coach 14U. We lost that game, right? 9-8. 9-8. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and again, I love watching Michaela pitch. Incredible. Now, meanwhile, the 12U game where I set up the roster, and we, we've never played more than four innings. Yep. Anybody, First never all, right? You're supposed to play six. So I just set up the four innings. I set up the batting order. Give it to the other coaches, Right. Um, they get there, they coach. I have team snaps, so I can watch the games yeah. run back and forth. Not only they complete the game, they play all six innings. They play all six innings, which has never happened this uh-huh. season. And they only lost by one run. <laughs> I love how you find the little victories in losing. <laughs> in losing. And so I think I won both ways because my presence at one game helped almost win. Yeah. My absence as you make the other team play better. <laughs> so now I realize I'm really pretty much useless. So dads who coach two teams, yes. now you know the strategy. Exactly. Right? 
pick the game where you're going to lose the least. Exactly. <laughs> Coach Randy, by the way, is uh, available for speaking engagements on how not to lose games yes. by a whole lot of runs. <laughs> exactly. Well, we are going to have a guest on our show who is a true winner, and that is Thad Brown, sports director of WROC-TV in Rochester. That's coming up on Bad to the Dead. We are Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Remember, we are sponsored by Becky Berman and Berman Branding. BermanCS.com is the website, BermanCS.com. Of course, her social media handles are at Berman Branding. And Coach, before we started recording, you showed me some of the work that she was doing for you for your coaching business. Yes. I gotta tell you. Yes. I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm extremely impressed. No, she is, she's the bomb dick. She's the deal. And I... Uh... Appreciate all that she does for me, and I encourage you to reach out to BermanCS.com for all your marketing, graphic, and website needs. Our guest today, Thad Brown. He is the sports director of WROC-TV. That's the CBS affiliate, if I'm not mistaken, up in Rochester. Covers all the sports in western New York, and right now front and center is the Buffalo Bills. Thad, awesome to see you again. Thanks for being on Bad to the Dead. Adam, good to see you. Randy, guys, thanks for having me on, man. A real pleasure for sure. So full disclosure. All right, bring it out. Thad and I went to Hofstra together. And not, not only were we school chums, yes. but we were also broadcasting partners. Ooh. Yeah, I think he, one of, he went for the reels and you became uh, an HR I became guy. a podcast host in um, one of my best friend's basements. Yes, in the day. So, okay, don't yeah. knock that, Randy. That's, that is the reels these days. Or it's going to be the reels pretty darn soon. I think it's the onlys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, but... Thad and I, our, our thing, like our shtick, was lacrosse. So we went to school on Long Island, yes. and lacrosse it was a is big sport. Yeah. It's, it's the god of all sports. Yeah, absolutely. And I actually learned how to broadcast the game from Thad. So I don't know yeah. if I ever gave you that, that praise and thanks, but we were sort of building the bike as we were riding it. Like, yeah. How do you call lacrosse on the radio? You did not need me to tell you how to, how to call across. You knew how to do it pretty naturally. I mean, I was I played in high school, so I had the the analyst background. But don't get me wrong, Shans. I never once felt like I was educating you. I might be like explaining to you what a slide is, you know, or or what a what a ward penalty is. But you know, you knew how to call the game, and I, I mean, I was very impressed. That I mean, it was a whole lot of fun. You know, Randy, the story goes. Um, my freshman year, Adam's junior year, yeah. we're sitting around the, the radio conference room and, and we're discussing spring sports, who wants to broadcast this. And at one point, the, whoever the director was says, uh, DeCepolo, anybody want to do lacrosse? And only me and Adam raised our hands. And he's like, okay, you're the guys. So <laughs> that, that's how the thing was built. And, you know, I had played, so I became the analyst. But we were, I, you know, and I'm going to pat ourselves on the back here. I thought we were really good at it a lot sooner than, than we probably should have been for, you know, people never worked together and never called the sport before too. And I, and also, I learned two things real quickly. Yeah. A, you, you, you did lacrosse, which I don't think I really knew. On the, on the radio. On the radio. Don't put a stick in my hand. Yeah, no. And, and make sure you park your car in the far lot. Well, uh -huh. you can put a stick in your hand, but not that kind of stick. Right. All right. Uh, and the other thing is that your nickname is Shans. Yeah. Yeah. In, uh, in college and, you know, amongst, I don't my, know why I haven't figured that one out yet. You never heard other people call me Shans? No, and because so you know I go by Adam D on the podcast, yes. but my last name is Chandler. Yes, right. So Shans was the abbreviated way to get my attention. Yeah, Am I breaking you. down the fourth wall here or something with that? I, I apologize if I'm if I'm laying. No, no, we have five walls here. We have five walls we here. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes, we're a multidimensional here program <laughs> podcast. Uh, but this is something that I am enlightened. Thad, you have uh, enlightened, enlightened me. That from now from this point forward, Shans. Okay. So continue. So you just you, you just <laughs> tell me what you want to do with that. So as we mentioned, Thad is a sports anchor up in in Western New York. He, yes. His station is based in Rochester, but you know the the, the big teams are the Buffalo teams, yes. and the Buffalo Bills are actually playing football right now. I'm amazed that the NFL is is still up and, and running. And Buffalo loves football. I've oh. done work up there, and yeah. football is like high school football is crazy. Football is everything up there, uh, and it's cold. Not yet. I mean, we're, we're getting there, but not, not quite yet. It's windy. You know, that, that's actually a, a funny weather thing about Buffalo. It's way more windy there than cold. You know, it is cold, don't get me wrong, but, but wind is the thing. And uh, 
I mean, to, to say that that town is into football is, is an understatement. I mean, the, the Twitter base behind it, you know, Bill's Mafia out there, they are someone, someone in Buffalo tweeted this the other day, and it's absolutely right. Bill's Twitter exists to relentlessly defend the football team. For the last three years, if you said anything remotely negative about Josh Allen, they would tar and feather you and hang your remains in front of uh, downtown Buffalo for all to see. And that was before this year when he actually played like a good quarterback for the first yeah. time. So, I mean, this is, you know, it, it's, it's a crazy fan base. You know, the, the burning, jumping through burning tables thing is real. Um, they do a lot less of it now, though the team's actually made an effort to try and clean some of that stuff up and the, the tailgating lots. Not that there's any tailgating this year so far, but um, the, the love for Bill's football is, is real and it's huge. And, you know, especially this year, the first four games where they went 4-0, I, I mean, it was, it was crazy. One of the other, you know, you talk about if, if I say something negative about Josh Allen, I get destroyed. On the flip side, if you want to pick up 50 Twitter followers fast, just post something positive about Josh Allen. Everybody will love you for it. So, 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 so don't post Bills to Toronto, right? Bills to Toronto is like blasphemy up there. Oh, I mean, that, John Bon Jovi is legitimately persona non grata in Buffalo right now. And that, actually, that story happened this week. <laughs> when bon Jovi said, I can't go back to Buffalo. And Buffalo's like, yeah, you can't. So don't bother. You know, that, <laughs> Stay in Jersey. <laughs> So, Thad, the Bills, I feel like, not on the field, but just in the schedule, they're sort of like the hard luck boys because while they haven't had any COVID cases, they've been playing teams that have had a lot of COVID cases. So has this, you know, what, what's the mood in the locker room? And then how does that translate to the work that you do? Because it must really shuffle your schedule. Well, you know, I think we kind of went into this season expecting it to be weird and, and just assuming it would be weird. You know, I've been saying since the summer, you know, I'm not going to complain about not getting access to this player or having to, to do this at the, the wrong time or having short notice on this. We're just happy to have a season. But it's been a lot of that. You know, we had a, a practice, you know, back in August during what, what would have been camp that, uh, you know, got delayed as I'm driving to Buffalo. I'm, I'm on my way and I get a text from the team that says, yeah, we're not having practice today. And then a little later it was, okay, we are having practice, but it's going to be an hour late. And this this is the norm this year. There's just, you know, not much you can do, you know, to to – complain about it or change it this is just just how it's going to be you know and as for the team you know I wonder how much last week with with the Titans game affected their performance on Tuesday um you know you, a 4-0 team getting beat by 26 it takes a whole bunch of factors to make that happen but I, I gotta believe that the way it worked out for them because on Wednesday they didn't know when they were playing they didn't know who they were playing next it might have been the Chiefs it might have been the Titans then on Tuesday, Thursday it became we're going to play Tennessee on Tuesday maybe and then the Chiefs game will be the following weekend. But if it's not a Tennessee game on Tuesday, then you'll play the Chiefs on Thursday. So the you know the coaches legitimately over the weekend had to be getting ready for for both teams. And you don't know who you're playing. Well, yeah, no, that exactly. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, I still can't believe they're playing football. Big burly guys sweating and breathing over each other. I just it amazes me. We're coming off airplanes. Yes, I mean, yeah. Just, yeah. it really is just uh, amazing. I mean, so what kind of precautions do you take for your own self in that situation? Well, we are required to do a, a, a screening test, you know, one of those forms that I'm sure everybody's filled out at this point at one time or another before we go onto the property um, at One Bills Drive. When we're there, we're required to wear a mask all the time. But, you know, it, the only thing, the big difference this year is that we have extremely limited access to the players. In a prior season, you know, there's a media room inside the facility that we all hang out and work in. We walk through the facility to and from practice. We walk through the facility to and from the locker room. We're in the locker room for two or three hours a week, three or four sessions a week. This year, except for a few approved media, all we get to do is stand on one side of the field at practice. You know, even, even that's different. Normally we'd be able to roam anywhere we want around the practice field. But this year it's, it's you're allowed to watch the first 15 minutes of practice from one particular spot, one side of the field, and that's it. Other than that, you know, normally, like I said, I, I work out of a room that the Bills provide for us. This year I've been working out of my car. Because car, I live yeah. in, mm -hmm. in Rochester. I got to drive up to Buffalo. So I'm doing Zoom interviews. I took a picture of myself on, on uh, Thursday this week. I'm, I'm in the, the driver's seat of the car with one laptop in front of me, another laptop to the right. I got earpieces from each laptop in one ear. I'm listening to two Zooms at the same time, trying to keep both asking you questions here and there. This, and doing this all, again, in the, in the cockpit of a car. And this is how it's going to be for me all year long. And, and again, I'm not going to complain. Just happy to have football. But we that are true, but there's so many different adjustments. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. And we're kept as far away from the players as possible. You know, it, it feels weird. You know, like I said, in a normal year, I hang out with these guys. I talk with them. I talk soccer with them. I talk video games with them. I talk about, you know, I learn football stuff from them. This year, 
if they run by me at a practice, it feels wrong, you know? So yeah. that's where mm -hmm. we're at this season. Yeah, it's amazing. So Thad, in the first couple of weeks of the season, it was the New England Patriots. They had a handful of cases. You know, Tennessee Titans, they probably led the way yeah. with the number of cases, you know, not only players, but yeah. also staff. And, you know, like in baseball, we saw there were certain teams that pretty much owned those numbers. And then we got over it, and now we're, you know, about to play a World Series. Mm -hmm. That's baseball. Now with football, you're starting to see more teams have cases. The Atlanta Falcons had a case. The Jets had cases. So that sort of came and went very, very yeah. quickly. Do you feel like at some point we're going to reach a fever pitch with corona cases and we are not going to have NFL football? I think right now the answer to that question is no. Um, but the one, the one hard and fast rule I've had about this virus since April has been you know, don't make any assumptions because usually in three weeks, whatever you think will be 180 degrees wrong. Yeah. But for right now, you know, the NFL is managing it. I mean, we've had, you know, the Titans have a couple dozen cases and all that happened is they had, you know, two games rearranged, but they're still on schedule. You know, the Patriots had a game delayed, but they're still on schedule. And mm -hmm. the league still has the opportunity if they want to, to take the playoffs, the first three weeks, the wild card divisional conference championship round, push them back a week, you know, reduce the time between the conference championships and the Super Bowl to one week. And now you got an extra week to make up games if you need to. And, you know, people have talked about the fact that it's unfair if you have maybe one or two playoff teams playing that week while everybody rests. Well, the other thing you could do is you could take week 16 and 17, theoretically, back that up a week, and then you make the makeup week kind of in midseason. So everybody's still playing the last week and there's mm -hmm. no extra benefit going into the playoffs. So there's still – the league at this point still has options – to play this season and play the Super Bowl on time. You know, um, you know he knows I, what happened. I think I've heard that. What, I, yeah, what, what I found, actually, and I'll be honest, and uh, tongue-in-cheek, uh, truth be told, uh, I was kind of excited to hear that they canceled the Pro Bowl this year. <laughs> you don't need that to, game this year. Yeah. I, I, I used to love it. I mean, it used to be a lot of – as a kid, the Pro Bowl was a really fun game to watch. Well, the, um, I loved it. I loved it, Randy, because it used to be after the Super Bowl. Yeah. So you watch it as this is the last football we're going to see for six months. So we better yes. say this now. So you sit and watch it in Hawaii. These guys are kind of cool. But they play. Uh, now it's kind of become this kind of circus kind of thing. And that's just, again, my tongue in cheek. Uh, so I'm okay to lose that week in order to have football yeah. be completed. You know, it's like an extra week of red zone, you know, to be honest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think the NFL has got a, a decent hold on what it's doing. You know, I think we're getting to the point now, and Adam brought it up. There are multiple teams that have had Jacksonville this week, Atlanta, the Patriots have all had small issues, but nothing that's delayed a game so far. So I think the league is figuring out a little bit how to make it work, even with a positive here or there. The Titans situation, again, with 24, nothing you can do about that. But if you can play games around two or three cases, then I think we're going to finish the season. Yeah, yeah and, you know, my team, the Jets, I think were, were they were hoping that yes, the, they, right. they were hoping for more cases in their own locker room. Yeah, like, right. oh, what can you do? Absolutely. We've got all these people sick. We can't play. It's going to take we'll forfeit over and over and over, and over. That's fine. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think now there's a again. I think this would be an interesting bet down Atlantic City or Las Vegas. Is is it possible for both New York teams to go over for an entire year? Possible, yes, but the Giants won't. Their division is just that bad. I mean, there's no yeah, way they don't win one of six games against yeah, the Jets. Yeah. You know? yeah, the Jets absolutely could. I've looked at their schedule a couple times. Other than the two against Miami and maybe the Chargers, there is not a winnable game on that schedule. They don't have yeah. anybody that they, they even have a remote chance at. I mean, they got to play Buffalo, New England twice, Kansas City, uh, San Francisco, or they played the Niners, uh, Seattle. I mean, there's just the automatic losses left and right on that schedule. Circle wins. Yeah, but, but if they tank, they still seem all in on Darnold. And, of course, you have this guy Lawrence from uh, Clemson, right? So, Trevor Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, would you even even bother taking him, or would you go for, you know, another stud position player? You know, up in Buffalo, we've had this discussion about how, how to build teams because Josh Allen was not hailed as the, the solving quarterback, the put-out-all-your-fires quarterback. And what the Bills have done is built an incredible roster around him. I mean, great receivers, good offensive line really good defense, good coaching. And, and I wonder, because you look at the quarterbacks in that draft, you know, Darnold's a disaster, probably not all his fault, and maybe not any of his fault. Josh Rosen, same thing. Baker Mayfield's middling. You know, he's had multiple coaches, but his support, his, his team around is pretty good. And then the two guys who succeeded, Lamar Jackson and Allen, have stupendous rosters, great coaching. So maybe the answer is not just grabbing the quarterback. you got to build around him. And, and to that point, if you have the number one overall pick, would the Jets be better off keeping Darnold trading that number one pick for like three first rounders and three second rounders and building around them. I've thought that 
the one reason I don't think that'll happen, Albert Breer had a piece not too long ago. He said, whoever has that first overall pick this year, they're taking Trevor Lawrence and they're not even thinking about a trade. Yeah, that's probably the right way to go. So you bring up a very good point that about it's not just about the player, it's about the ecosystem around that player. So let's let's talk about the Jets here and let's talk about fan loyalty. So Thad, I know you grew up a, a Jet fan. I think you still are quietly, even though you cover the Bills. Yeah. I feel like this year I'm a non-practicing Jet fan, but, <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm still a Jet fan. Like my dad, you know, my dad used to work for Leon Hess yep. and uh, he was kind enough to give us tickets to all the preseason games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you always get tickets to preseason. <laughs> Where I actually saw the Broncos yes. third string was yeah. amazing. It was like the fifth, fifth preseason game. But, you know, I, I still love the Jets. But, you know, think about it. If you were working for a company and you were not impressed by the management, they made all kinds of mistakes. They were hiring the wrong people. They put the wrong people around. They were making mistakes with the money. You would probably want to leave that company, right? You'd probably want to find another employer. But we as fans, we put up with this crap year after year, and we stay loyal to the team. I don't know. I, I, I feel like we should sort of have the right, and I guess we do, just to, to, to switch to other teams. Yeah, but the thing is, you know, the way you write is you people buy tickets, and there's lines and lines. People pay incredible license fees and everything else. Even just for like, losing teams. Even for losing teams because – so I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't envy you as a Jet fan. I just don't. I don't – I think it's amazing, just like Met fans, just like Met fans. I just think it's great and brave, but that sports that, and you chose a profession that focuses on that as a career. Mm. I mean, so what's it like taking that career and your experience, life experience, and saying, okay, I'm going to be a commentator. How do you get there? You know, a lot of it is um, putting in the work, you know, over and over and over. I mean, broadcasting, and Adam will talk about this, broadcasting is about reps. Broadcasting is about doing it, you know, and, and – you know, one of the things that I wanted to do in college and even before that in high school, and I, I think I learned more about it, about making it work in college is, you know, the more you're participating, the more you're, you know, writing and talking and writing and talking and writing and talking, the better off you get at it. And, and in this business, you know, it's not about what kind of degree you have or what, what your GPA is. You know, I tell, I go to, to schools and stuff and, and do career days and I, I'm almost embarrassed to say, but it's the truth. I tell kids, look, your, your grade point average is not going to matter. <laughs> if you can write, if you can That's why talk. I love getting into radio. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, you, you have a face for radio. You have a face for yeah. radio, right? So, you know, that, that's, that's the thing. It's about, you know, putting in the work. And then for sports, it's so competitive. You know, to, to, to find an edge, you really have to, you know, do the homework. You know, I'm, I'm, the, I'm one of the people that watches the Bills all 22 every single week. Um, you know, it's a solid four or five hours out of my week. And I'm not even, you know, the one who does it the most among Bills media. So, you know, you need to do the research, you need to do the prep. Um, you know, I find myself that, you know, as a family guy, you know, with, with daughter and a wife, you can't always get all the prep time you want in. You feel, you know, a little naked when you go into an interview knowing that you didn't do as much as you want to do. So, you know, it's about doing the work. It's about doing it over and over. That's why, too, I think in large part, this job is becoming more of a young man's game because you just don't have a time as a family man to be as competitive as the guys who are 25 and, you know, have nothing to do and love it as much as we do and want to work it all the time. Our guest uh, on Bad to the Dead for this week is Thad Brown. He is the sports director of WROC-TV, the CBS affiliate up in Rochester, New York, but he covers all of the professional and local sports in western New York. So, Thad, as you mentioned, you are a family man. You have a wife and you have a daughter. I, if I'm following the social media posts correctly, you have the one daughter, correct? The one daughter. We, we got to write the first time, so we stop right there. <laughs> and then put it, and then put wait, it on wait, stop. Wait, yeah. How old is she? 13. Just turned 13 last year. Oh, just you wait. You'll, 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 yeah, that, yeah, that is God's way of getting back at you for being a teenage male. I'm just telling you. I'm giving you a heads up. I feel like it happens earlier and yeah. earlier. Yes. I've got yeah. three daughters, so just – just be prepared. It's not all yeah. uh, the great, but uh, they come back and uh, just you wait. Yeah, you're not the only one to tell me. We actually, the funny thing is in Rochester, all of the local sports media, we only have daughters. Everyone who works in sports, we all have daughters. So everybody, we all have the, you know, depending on what stage your daughter's at, yes. we're all passing advice down to each other. So I've heard the stories already. <laughs> so if you want a girl, yes, go up to Western New York, <laughs> stick so your face in the lake, absolutely. drink up, and yeah. you're probably going to have, you're going to have a daughter. <laughs> Whatever it is, that's how it's working. Yeah, it, it's pretty funny that way. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you like to do with your family? Um, well, we have, I mean, over the last few months, like everybody else, we've really dived into Netflix. You know, I mean, we, we love finding shows to watch together. We're we're watching The Office. We're watching uh, Stranger Things. I know it may not be the most, um, uh, you know, a physically accepted uh, item to do, but, 
you know, it's been fun to, to really kind of get together around shows because, you know, but before you think about five, 10 years ago, when it was just network TV, it's hard to find that thing that everybody can watch. And the other part of it too, is our daughter's old enough now that we can, she can kind of get into some more adult level shows. You know, we, we, uh, have strategic fast forwarding at times, depending on what kind of scenes. <laughs> if like, you know what's coming up. Yeah, exactly. No, right. So it it, it's been, it's been nice to congregate that way. Um, my daughter also, she plays volleyball. She's into some sports. So I, you know, we, we have a couple of miniature golf courses we like to hit. We have a volleyball net in the backyard that we play, um, you know, and, and, and we're able to, you know, come together in those different ways. So, um, you know, we've been just trying to find time with everybody else to, to make it work and to, to you know, any, any minute you get, you know, I mean, I, I try to, especially my daughter, you know, if she says, dad, you want to hear about this? And how many times did this, you get that from your kid and, and you're thinking, geez, I got, I'm working on the, the bills or I've got this thing I got to do for work. And no, I want to talk to you later. Every time she says that to me, I try to take five minutes and be like, okay, what do you got to say to me? You know, except for when she's using it to delay her bedtime. But other than that, you know, take <laughs> and I have to tell you, uh, it sounds like uh, we have similar philosophies when it comes to what's going on is um, over the summer, we kind of allow them just to kind of stay up <laughs> in yeah. electronics. A lot of screen time. It, I mean, you know, the other thing about the screen time, at least we try to require her when it's family time, when it's evening time, if she's never screen time, she's going to do it on the couch next to us yeah. so that, you know, I can look over, Hey, what's this you're working on? Or something that might pop up on the TV or she hears us, me and my wife talking about something. She gets involved. Yes. At least you stay together. You know, there's, yes. there's mm -hmm. a connection there. So have you become a expert TikTok father with your daughter? I wish, you know, the, the funny thing is in my job, I'm kind of required to know, not all the social media, but the more the merrier, you know, yeah. and I've been, it, it's been on my list of things to do for a couple of months now to learn TikTok. We don't let her use it yet. We, she's in eighth grade. We're, we're pretty much putting the kibosh on a lot of the main social medias until ninth yeah. grade. Um, but, you know, I'm sure once I let her get into TikTok about 10 days later, she could totally educate me on it. And I could use the education because, you know, it, it's a social media where I can possibly build my brand as a broadcaster out better too. Hmm. what's the social media platform that you use the most? Is it Twitter? Oh, it's definitely Twitter because Twitter is the news feed, you know, so mm -hmm. I can keep track of stuff. I can spread news. You know, I can push my own stories out. Um, you know, Facebook and Instagram, Facebook does help, but Facebook doesn't have the hardcore. The thing about Twitter is that you can kind of build your own sphere or your base of who follows you. And for me, it's a lot of it, hardcore sports and bills and football fans. So then I can reach a good audience for what I'm doing with Facebook. It's kind of a, a more all encompassing group. So if I push a bill story out about how the linebacking group needs to do a better job against the pass, well, that's only hitting maybe 10% of my Facebook audience. So those stories have a lot tougher time getting traction. Now, if I post a story about Josh Allen giving his Jersey to a kid after a training camp practice, well, that thing explodes on That's Facebook. Mother so, yeah. yeah, exactly. You got to know how to use the different ones. Instagram, I'm having, I'm in Instagram, but it's really hard to penetrate how a sports broadcaster can make some hay there. Pictures from the sidelines are great, but I don't have access to the sidelines this year, so it's been hard with Instagram. Yeah, well, Shams took a, uh, a class. Oh, we're doing that now? Yes, well, hey, listen, i got to use I'm it up. I'm sorry, right Adam, but that's my fault. I, <laughs> no, I that's that okay. It's never going back know. in the box now. Coach is learning more and more about me every week. <laughs> you know, so there's uh, – he took an Instagram course on how to use Instagram. And, and Twitter. Yeah, and – Twitter uh, Flight School, it's called. It's about marketing on Twitter. Truth be told, when your daughter is allowed to uh, access TikTok – She'll be able to tell you about in 10 minutes, not 10 days. Just, just kind of want to <laughs> yeah. give you a heads up. Well, we may have to hire her as our social media <laughs> champion. It is, it is, uh, it is one bit, yeah. It is really, really, really good. Right. Now, one part of our show is we have uh, our guests on. Thad, this has been great. Uh, uh, we, I could talk for a long time just about what you do. I, I think it's, it's great. Um, and I want to return to it in a second. We have something called Dad Vice, where the dads on our show offer advice to dads. So if you don't mind, what kind of dad advice would you offer our listeners. Well, like I said, the, the big one I give, and, and I talked about this a minute ago is, you know, don't, don't, um, I don't want to say it. Don't take for granted any moment you get, you know, any chance you get, you know, one of the other things that I tried to do, um, like I said, my daughter plays volleyball. So she's in camps and clubs and practices and all that stuff. And, and me working a night job, you know, my regular hours are three to midnight, Sunday through Thursday, although I hardly ever work those exact hours, but regardless, I'm generally working at night. Um, one of the things I do try to do though, is when I can drive her to or from a practice, I always, always take that chance because even though I might be, you know, an, an hour out of my day going from work to where she is, taking her back home, taking her, me going from home back to work, 
I still get that 25 minutes in the car with her to ask her, how was her day? How was practice? You know, what's going on? You know, if she has, if she has some issue going on, I can, I can, I got her in the car, you know, she can't go anywhere. Sure. She can dial herself into a phone or a device, but I can require her to be off the device for whatever minute, regardless, I have that time. And, and whenever you get that time with the kids, you got to take advantage of. And then the same thing with the relationship too. And, and you know, this is something I think you got to work harder at because with the kid, I'm the dad. If I, if I want to say, get off the phone, talk to me, yes. I get to win that battle. With the wife, obviously it's different. You know, I lose <laughs> that battle more often than not. So, but regardless though, you, you, when you get the opportunity, when you get that free afternoon, you know, uh, my wife and I are trying to go on bike rides and stuff like that while it's still okay in Western New York. But, but don't take any minute for granted. Don't take any afternoon for granted. Don't take any hour for granted. Because, you know, obviously with the kids, they're going to go to college, you won't get those ever back. And, and you know, with, with the, the spouse, it's about building the relationship and every hour, every minute counts. So try and, you know, make them all work. You know, if, even if you're having an issue with one or the other, you know, if, if even the issue's not solved, if I get a chance to, to have an experience, to have a connection, to talk with that person, to just share their day, don't take it for granted because you don't know how many more you're going to get or when the next one's going to come. I mean, I have, I have days now in this job where I'll put my daughter on a bus on Tuesday morning for school and I don't talk to her again until Thursday night because mm. she's at school during the day and I'm at work at night. Thad mm. Brown, sports Thad director, WROC TV. Very, very nice. I yeah. do have a really quick question. Yeah. Uh, and part of it is I, 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 I'm a life coach, executive coach. I work a lot with millennials and millennials and I, I am in schools and colleges and they're talking about, you know, sports. Um, they wanted to get in sports and you're right. It's very competitive. Did you know in high school that you wanted to do this and that's just what you chose? And so did you ever go to any kind of those small, crazy towns, stations, just so you can get your, your foot into the job? Yeah, I wanted to do this since high school. You know, I, obviously, like many kids, I grew up wanting to play sports. And then like two seconds into high school, I realized that wasn't happening. So I, I did want to stay in sports. And, and, you know, I quickly realized that I was a, a good talker and writer when it came to that thing. So sports media was my goal since junior year of high school. Um, and then, you know, when you're right, when you start in this job, you know, a lot of times you don't, you know, start in a city as big as Rochester. And I, that might sound funny to some of your listeners, but, you know, Rochester uh, is a pretty good, yeah, Rochester is a pretty market. good size city. Yeah, market. it is. I mean, it's so when I first started, um, I worked in Rochester, but not on air. I worked behind the scenes as an editor and then a photographer. And then my first job was in Binghamton, New York, which is one of those, you know, prototypical small cities. And, and I actually got really, really lucky to, to work in this business and, you know, being from Rochester to spend all but one year in my hometown is unheard of. Yeah. To, to illustrate for your, your listeners here, uh, I knew a guy named Corey Heppler. If you look him up, he, he does the radio show in Minneapolis right now, which is his hometown. When Corey Heppler made his journey through the business growing up in Minneapolis, his first job was in Montana. From there, he moved to Elmira, New York. Then he got a job with us in Rochester. Then he moved to Austin, Texas. Then it was Houston, Texas. Mm -hmm. Then it was back to Minnesota. And that is normal. That is regular. What I did is bonkers unusual, you know? So I never, I try to always appreciate the fact that I've always been able to work at home. I've been able to work. My family's been able to watch. Not, a lot of people don't get that chance. Mm -hmm. My wife is from here. So, you know, her family's here. I've been really, really lucky to be able to have this career in this business. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's amazing. I think it's great. And just so people know, it's, I think you kind of create your own luck. And if you work hard enough, and I think you do the, you, you dot the I's and cross the T's, and you you go in and do what you need to, sometimes uh, you get what you deserve. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, Coach, you know, yeah. Thad was talking about putting in the reps. Yeah. And I have to tell you, at Hofstra, where we went to school, he did what I like to call skipping his breaks. Yeah. He was a sports columnist for The Chronicle, which is the campus newspaper. Mm -hmm. We logged tape together at, uh, what was that, Sports Channel New, News Sport. Yeah. We were working, you know, from like 7 to 7 on Sunday afternoons with, with New Sport, right, doing internships. We would call every game that other people didn't want to do. He was the host on the on-campus TV yeah. station for sports. So every once in a while he snuck in a class. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to remember the road oh, trips. We were broadcasting partners. You know, we're, we're hiking up to Cornell to do yeah. lacrosse playoffs, and we're flying across the country to California. Playoffs! We did play to playoffs. Between between the football team and the lacrosse team, we might have worked the uh, the golden era of Hofstra sports because we were, That's I think we did playoffs at least every year, you know, one or the other. And then it didn't include the basketball tournament. 
was that? We coach? were the Wayne Corbett years who's, too. Who's Joe Gardy was the football yeah, yeah. coach of, of Hofstra. He was Playoffs. actually the special. Oh no, that no. Joe Gardy was the Hofstra yeah. coach who used to coach special teams for the Jets. But you're talking about the guy in the Colts. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Whatever you play to win the yeah. game, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that was Herman. That was Herman. There's a whole game. big mash of sauce put together, and you see him say playoffs like yeah. crazy. Playoffs. Yeah, they were who we thought they were. Yes, yeah. all, all <laughs> that screen was that one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a special treat! Yeah. I, I had no idea that you know such wonderful people. I think uh, I should be hanging out with your your friends more than uh, I'd hang out with you because they're really neat definitely, people. definitely. <laughs> you know, uh, every once in a while, I can surprise you. With no, a, you really always, good, a really good, really good surprise. Really, uh, hey, Adam. Adam takes Adam takes far too much garbage. He's he's the guy that's always been, you know, nice enough and and reasonable enough to take take what you want to dish out, to take it with a smile on his face, and and to turn around and make you feel good about yourself. And that's why Adam hangs out with so many good people. He yeah. was, you know, I thought, one of the better guys I've ever known at at Hofstra, and uh, you know, a guy that I'm happy to call a friend, happy to take journeys with, you know. Uh, multiple trips to lacrosse tournaments, um, the occasional booking out of a pizza hut because they didn't come to bring us our bill fast enough. You did, you did dine and dash, but it's all about <laughs> you're you not waiting an hour for the bill. But, <laughs> but it's, not, it's not a joke. We were, it's we were young and stupid. That was Princeton, <laughs> Princeton softball, where Thad actually yelled at me for being too funny on the air. I remember that game. Did I do that? Yeah, see, I was, Randy, you know what? When you do all these events, you get a little high-strung, and I was uh, exceptionally high-strung in college. That was a serious broadcaster. I wanted to be a comedian. (coughs) And he still is a comedian. Yes, he is. After after hearing that, that, you know, Randy, I was going to have you do my eulogy. Yes. You know, should I go before you? I'm going to have Thad do it. I got it. I got it for you. And you know what? I'm going to go first. I don't want to follow this guy. No, we are definitely going first. I mean, look at you. Come on. (laughs) Thad Brown, sports director, WROC-TV, the CBS affiliate in Rochester. What a great joy having you on and getting reconnected, Thad. Uh, tell us where we can find you. What What's your Twitter handle, since you said Thad, Twitter is where you're on most? ThadBrown7 is what I am on on Twitter and Instagram. There is some Bills content there and, and sports content there if people want to check it out. Our website is rochesterfirst.com. You can see a lot of what I do, um, not only recorded, but live. We stream a lot of events right now. Um, but those are the main places to find me, and I'm on that Twitter feed all the time. That's Thad Brown, again, sports director, WROC-TV in Rochester. Thad, thanks so much for being on Bad to the Dad. My pleasure, guys. Good conversation. We are Bad to the Dad. Download us wherever you find podcasts. We're Bad to the Dad with Coach Randy and Adam D. Again, you can reach out to us and touch us, but just digitally. Contact us at badtothedad.com. Again, that's contact us at badtothedad.com. Show idea, guest idea you want to sponsor, contact us at badtothedad.com. Want to thank our guest, Thad Brown. Good kind of walking down memory lane with him. Thad, of course, is the sports director of WROC-TV in Rochester. That's the CBS affiliate. And he covers all the Western New York sports. The cold is coming. He just didn't want to admit it. Yes. <laughs> but good good reconnecting with him. I've noticed. I've said yes a lot today. I don't know why. I've you just, got the Ed McMahon vibe going. It's, I don't it's, it's, it's happened. I just, I'm just agreeing a lot with what you, you say. You're, you're a very positive person, so yes is probably the best the best go-to. And uh, yes, a great guest. Thad. Yeah. Dude, he's a man. He is I, the man. Well, I, clearly a very well-seasoned sports broadcaster. Man, I, I found myself just wanting to talk to him more. Mm-hmm. And listen to him more. And, of course, I got some nuggets. Mm-hmm. I got some nuggets. Well, there's a lot of stuff that you didn't even hear about Shans. some of our road trips. Yeah. Shans. Yeah. I don't know. I never put that together. I mean, you're still, you're still Adam D to me. And uh, I'll uh, be Adam D for the purpose of this broadcast you know, and for our listeners. But I should have so. seen Coach Randy and Shans. I think Coach had, Randy and Adam D has a better ring to it. has a better it. ring to it. But yeah. uh, he, he he gave me some really good, good little nuggets there to, uh, to talk about. I... I'm still amazed all the time, Adam D, uh, about your past and how how grateful I am to have these little nooks of your life and nooks history. Nooks and crannies, like an English muffin? Like an English muffin <laughs> with a nice little bit of jam. Oh, jam. okay. Um, really just uh, remarkable. And another great guest that you bring on our show, Thad. Uh, football, can listen to him forever. Yeah. And, and to be a sportscaster in the age of COVID, it's, it's not only, it not only takes a toll on you professionally, but on your family, too. Where am I going to be? Where do I have to go? Who's playing when? 
Rochester is close to Buffalo, but it's not as close as you'd think. Yeah. I mean, it could take up to an hour yeah. between the cities. Especially if there's a... A lake effect. Yes. <laughs> and there's a lot of snow up there. They get tons of yeah. snow. Yeah. Eventually they do. One thing I really liked about what he said is, you know, it, it's hard these days to keep your kids off screen time. Yeah. Hard to keep adults off screen yeah. time. And we know about all the social ills. Yes. But I like what he said, and this sort of takes the edge off. If we're all on our phones, but we're all in the same room together, mm-hmm. then at least we're together. Yeah. Right? At least we're we're doing our own thing yeah, we're, together. We're finding a way just to be together, and you got to appreciate the moments. And another dad who talks about, you know, don't take things for granted. Yep. Um, and I think there was acknowledgement to his wife. Number one with a bullet, Absolutely. right? Mom is number one. Right. Arizona Bridge Painter number two. <laughs> Coal miner number three. Yeah. Law enforcement, first responder, Everybody. the military. And yeah. where's dad? Five hundred and yeah, yeah, yeah. Somewhere, somewhere way, way deep, way deep in the rankings. Uh, you know? But it was really, really neat to listen to him, his story, um, him being a dad, yeah, uh, and the balance, and being able to do so in front of his family. You know, much like an athlete who wants yeah. to play in front of family, uh, and the pleasure of having your friends and family come in the stands, he gets to be in a place where his family and his wife's family can actually go there. He's probably, I'm sure, he's well known in town. He walks mm-hmm. in, people probably, he's probably an all star. Uh, just almost like a mini mayor who goes in and people just know what he... I would imagine strangers come up to him and talk to him as if yeah. they know him. And being it's Rochester, now it's a city. Yeah. But it has sort of a Midwestern kind of small yeah. town vibe. I'm sure he's holding court in a diner, <laughs> right? Or in a tavern somewhere. And just, just tell great stories, but this year is such a unique situation. I I guess he's probably grateful he has the job mm-hmm. and he's able to do what he's doing. Yeah. Uh, but to do it in such a way, all of us have had to reinvent ourselves uh, in the world in which we live, I mean, you had to do with your job. I'm doing it with mine in terms of my own branding. Yep. And of course, as a reporter, you know, access to these players—that was your—that's your job. And now he's in the car. You can picture him in the car, yep. two laptops, you know, heads, you know, earpods, <laughs> and you're having two conversations. He's in his own time. satellite truck, yes, right? In the satellite, and because of technology, you can do that. Uh, but. Uh, Great episode. Great episode, Adam D. Well, you know, we're about halfway there yeah. through through this season. I'm really liking this season. There's yeah. so much more to come. So we've got about another, I don't know, seven or eight episodes, depending depending on our mood and, and what your eye watch is going <laughs> to impromptu, impromptu say. But let me tell you what's coming up. What is coming right? up? So we've got all kinds of interesting guests. We're going to have an attorney from the state of Wisconsin ah, who has been litigating yes, yes. voter rights cases. Can't wait to hear that. All right. We've that. got Dan the Bourbon, man. We like bourbon. Yes. So we're going to hear a little bit more about bourbon, the craftsmanship about it. It seems like every time I go to the liquor store, it's going beyond Buffalo Trace, yeah. Jim Beam, and Jack Daniels. There's a lot of competition. It's like beer. Yes. Remember we had our craft beer yeah, friend have- Roger Apple yes. from Four Cities. Yes. But now... In the bourbon game, there seem to be more players. Yes. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about that. There's aisles and aisles of bourbon. Indeed, um, Mark Schiff, the comedian who ah. opened up for Jerry Seinfeld, is going to be a guest in a couple of weeks. Some so more laughs. We have uh, we're working very hard on getting a variety of different guests to give you a wonderful second half of season four right here on Bad Today. Because you know what, it's always about the second half. Because you go in playing a strong first half, but it comes down about after halftime. You come in. And how you come to play the game, right? Well, I think we've opened strong. Yes. You've got to finish strong. You've got to finish strong. And it's always about the fourth quarter. We are bad to the dad. Dads, have a great week.